When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, it's only right that on International Women's Day, we get one of our leading, uh, well, I still call her a Kiwi jockey, even though she's over in Australia. Sam Collett joins us from uh, Queensland. G'day, Sam. Morning. Yes, it's fantastic to join you here. Obviously, uh, International Women's Day, and I'm just out here doing it for all the ladies. That's it. That's it, mate. You're, you're honing in on a thousand. I don't want to. I don't want to put extra pressure on you, but um, <laughs> a, a thousand takes a long, long time, and you're nearly there, and you're still young. Are, are you excited about milestones like that? Um, excited's probably not the word. It's obviously just a target I have in mind, and something I've wanted to achieve for a while. Um, it'll probably be maybe a sense of relief, I guess, after it's you know, after I hopefully get there and hopefully it doesn't take too long. I know when mum was chasing her last winner to get to a thousand, it seemed to take forever. It was, she said it was more like relief for her too. So hopefully it doesn't take me quite as long. Yeah, it's incredible that both uh, your mum, Trudy Thornton, and your dad, Jim Collett, they both rode a thousand winners. Um, I reckon you can get more than them by the time your career's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if I keep riding to the, to the same age that mum is, then maybe I will, but... I'm pretty sure Dad that maybe, or oh, he would probably say 1,600. It might not be that many. It might be 1,300, and Mum's on a, just under 1,200, I think. So, and it's a fantastic achievement for both of them. Obviously, for me, you know, nowadays, we've got a lot more race meetings that provides a lot more opportunity, obviously, to ride those winners. So probably back early doors when there weren't as many race meetings, it's a pretty impressive feat in its own. So... It'll be cool. It'll be cool to join them in the you know the thousand winners club, and um, it's something I've joked about with dad and mum for a little while now. So hopefully, yeah, it doesn't take too long. And you probably won't have much say in it, but wouldn't it be cool if your thousandth was was like a black type at Doombin or something like that? But it's probably going to end up being a a race to maiden at Ipswich or something like that. <laughs> you just don't know, do you? No, you just don't know. I mean, in the ideal world, yeah, that would be absolutely fantastic, but. Um, whichever way it comes, I'll still be grateful. And you're from a wonderful racing family, Sam. Um, Alicia and Jason, your cousins, they're both riding over in Australia. Do, do you have much contact with them? Yeah, I do try and keep in contact with them. Obviously, we're all pretty busy, but um, Jason and Alicia, I mean, they're riding so well over in Sydney and they're, you know, they're well established down there. They've obviously got um, my uncle and auntie and their eldest sister have all moved over as well. So it's a real family affair going going on down there in Sydney, but we're all pretty close-knit, even though we probably don't keep in contact as much as we like with our busy lifestyles. But, um, you know, it's, it certainly is and always has been a, a pretty dominant racing family. What's the what's the scene like over there for jockeys? Uh, are you all, by and large, freelancers, or do you have stable affiliations? Um, there seems to be, you know, you've got your top few riders here, like your, your Jim Warman, your Ben Thompson's, Ryan Maloney's, Jim Byrne and the like. I mean, they sort of do a lot of predominant riding for the most of the main big stables, I would say. that Obviously, each of those big stables have their own sort of preferred rider. But, um, yeah, it's, it is a little bit more of a different um, 
a different beef steak you should say over here. There's not sort of like a just one set rider for each big stable. So it works out all right for me. I try and get around and ride as much work as I can for each of those, you know, for each of the stables that have been supporting me. Um, but I haven't been attached to any one particular stable since I've been here. So when you went over, I remember we talked to you when you first went over and you just said you're just going to get on the phone and ride as many as you could and try and establish yourself. Have the phone calls started becoming back to you saying, hey, we'd like you to ride something? Has that change happened? What you mean, like back to NZ? Or? No, no, back, but like the trainers in uh, Australia contacting you saying they'd like to employ uh, you. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, nothing yet of sorts. I've got a, um, a manager here who does a fantastic job for me, Cameron Partington, so he does most of the wheeling and dealing on that end. But I try and do a fair bit of PR work while I'm at the track in the mornings and obviously, you know, when you're talking to people at the races and the trials and, and things like that. But as it is, I'm just doing my thing and um, just trying to enjoy it as much as I can. You just mentioned New Zealand. Um, have you maintained relationships with New Zealand trainers? Obviously, when you were here, you had, you had a really good relationship with uh, Robbie Patterson, who's got two horses, yep. Legato and Levante, are absolutely flying. Um, do, do you stay in touch with him and maybe the prospect of coming back and riding in some one-off meetings? Like, we do see Aussie jockeys come over from time to time. Has that ever been on your radar to come back and, and cherry-pick, for want of a, a better phrase, to, to come and ride in New Zealand? <laughs> Oh, there'd always be the opportunity to. Um, I try and keep in contact with, you know, most of the, my friends back home, especially, you know, those trainers as well. Like Robbie's been a, a very um, good friend of mine too over the years. And um, it was essentially him bringing me over to ride Coventina Bay that sort of helped me make the move here. But I miss my Kiwi family, um, the racing, you know, family back at home. It's been a massive, massive part of my life. And um, it's hard though because as much as I would always also love to come back to ride, I've also got to be aware of what how it costs me. You know, with my work here, you know, I missed a few rides one Saturday and then you know it sort of rolls on to the next couple of weeks, so it sort of makes it hard to keep the ball rolling here. Um, but I do see myself coming back home. Obviously, at some stage, I've got a property back home that I sort of need to figure out what I'm doing with. Um, I don't see myself moving to live in Australia, you know, permanently. Um, this was always just a, a move to, you know, you know, spread my wings and get a little bit more exposure and obviously t- kick a few more goals home. But New Zealand, for me, will always be home. I, I mentioned Legato and Levante, and I looked it up, and you had six starts on Levante for three wins. Is, is it mixed emotions when you're watching Levante racing and, and winning, <laughs> winning these races, going, oh... Oh, I could have been riding that in those massive nah. races. Or is there more joy than um, what ifs? No, she doesn't owe me anything. Uh, Levante, like Ken and Bev, you know, they do such a fantastic job of their horses and the owners, um, the Browns from Ancroft side. I mean, they were always very, very good to me. So, oh, yeah, you'd like to think that that could have been me, rah, rah, rah. But at the end of the day, um, you know, the mayor deserves all the success she's got, especially the owners and also, obviously, Bev and Ken themselves. So, so I'm not too, um, you know, I don't get too upset about it. I'm very grateful for the opportunities I had to ride her. She's such a wonderful mare. And, um, but that team's absolutely flying. So it always makes me uh, very Kiwi proud to see the New Zealand horses, you know, going over to, or coming over to Australia and, and doing what they're doing. Um, so, yeah. Today, uh, race four, you are riding a first starter from the Chris Waller stable. Whenever I see Chris Waller, I think there's a good trainer. And then I see Sam Collett's the jockey. I think 
that's worth a little bit. Do you know anything about Septaria? <laughs> yeah, I um, trolled her last week at the Gold Coast, albeit on the synthetic track there, so sometimes it can be a little bit hard to get a line on them, but she gave me a lovely feel, as the most of Chris's. I'm very fortunate the support I get off him. Um, she's drawn a little bit awkward in the rails out nine and a half metres here at Doombin today, which makes wide draws near on a nightmare, but I mean, whatever she does today, I expect her to be hitting the line well. Obviously, if I get a nice enough run and a you know a bit of luck up the straight, I could you know well see her um, finishing in those top few placings. But whatever she does on this run, hopefully, if she draws a better barrier next start, she'll be pretty hard to beat too. What what um oh, what what is the preferred um pattern of racing that you like? Because I love watching you on front runners. You get in that little that little crouch cuddle type thing and you look so balanced and I, and the horse seems to run really nicely underneath you. Do, do you prefer front runners or midfield back runners? What, what's your preference? Um, I guess I would say I do prefer to ride horses that have early speed. I think with the racing here, especially uh, sometimes it can be very much dictated to by tempo. So getting back in a race can make things very difficult when you're going to have to run home you know, a sub-32 last 600 to beat the horses that have had a really soft run in front. So, and especially days like today where the rail's out, if your horse has got good tactical speed, it sort of, it certainly does help it. Um, I probably have had a little bit of luck with horses that have, you know, sort of raced on speed. Um, but in saying that, I do like riding a, you know, a good staying horse that gets back in the field too. So, a bit of both maybe. Yeah, you take the bad luck out by uh, leading in front if you've got, you got the horse that's got that early speed. But I just... The exhilaration of last to first flying down the outside, there's probably no feeling like that. <laughs> no, there's not, especially like Mare's like, obviously, Levante. She was probably a perfect example of that. She gets a long way out of her ground and then just come with one, you know, big, very fast run. It was always sort of nerve-wracking, but also very exciting at the time. All right, Sam, we wish you all the very best over there in Queensland. We're going to count you down to the 1,000. I'm going to say you'll get to a 1,000. Where are we now? March the 8th. You'll get to the 1,000 by April 12th, okay? All right. No, there's a mark in the sand, so no pressure. No pressure, Sammy. (laughs) Go well today. Thanks for chatting. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on.